to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. All right. Hello, all you bloomers. Welcome back to another episode. I am Alexa, your host, and with me is Ambrosia. What's up, Ambrosia? Hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And we are excited. We have a very special guest with us today, Kev Oros. Oros? Did I say it right? Yeah, I nailed it. Nice. <laughs> Visionary speaker coach. Um, we've, you know, I've just known of Kev for a while and has just, is also, uh, in the Mystic Misfits, is a part of Mystic Misfits, which is a group that, um, we, we've also had Jordan Bowditch on here. And, uh, yeah, so you guys work together as well. And we're so excited to have you on. We've been wanting you on here for a while. So welcome, Kev. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Well, we would love, you know, if you could just, before we dive into some fun talk, if you could give a little bit just of kind of who you are and your background and how maybe you kind of ended up on this magical journey you're on. Yeah. The, the too long didn't read version is, um, I was born and raised in Texas, middle-class family, ordinary man, nothing special. Um, and through, through growing up in that environment, feeling restricted, growing up Catholic, um, never really feeling like I would fit in. Um, first became obsessed with law, wanted to be a lawyer, then wanted to be a psychologist, went down like the PhD psychology route, and basically had a bunch of kicks in the ass and awakenings in university um, around like anxiety, depression, insomnia, as well as like infidelity of my college girlfriend and like getting really discouraged and confused and just like alienated from the friends at the time and also the academic culture. I was applying to go to PhDs, just working my ass off, working a full-time job, skipping class, doing a lot of drugs and alcohol. And yeah, found yoga, found meditation through my philosophy, which I, I also majored in philosophy at the time. And yeah, just went into a journey in a wormhole of martial arts and yoga teachings. And that kind of led me to just get rid of everything and completely leave Texas, move to California, and then eventually sell everything I had in California and backpack through Asia and India and Nepal, where I did my yoga training and kind of just completely broke open my, my mind and my conceptions of the kind of railroad track I was on. So it's like minimalism came in, stoicism, started writing a blog, um, really got into being a digital nomad. I was just living off savings then. I had no idea what I was doing. And then, yeah, I just started studying the game of entrepreneurship. And around that time, I founded Mystic Misfit with Ryan and Jordan, a lifestyle brand, and moved back to L.A. And 
kind of the rest is history from there. It's like I got certified as a coach, started like taking on clients without even really wanting to. I was personal training and teaching yoga at the time and really getting into workshops and retreats and practicing language, practicing Qigong, yoga, breath work. And yeah, a lot of bioenergetics as well in Tantra. Um, that was that was something that was happening at the same time and kind of weaving. And so bioenergetics is basically using the body and, and movement, breath, sound and silence to really move huge emotional energy um, through very primal and cathartic practices. And that was just like a whole nother layer that opened up for me. And also I discovered plant medicine and started actually sitting with plant medicine around this time as well. And all that combined into a cocktail of just completely blasting me open. And so now, you know, my, my biggest passions to full circle are, you know, really being a speaker. So, you know, whether that's freestyle poetry or like my art, or if it's, you know, coaching and really helping people build their business, holding them in their highest vision, doing emotional healing and mainly through my podcast and my content is my favorite thing is just spreading the good word and, being a speaker, being an inspiration, heavily influenced by psychology and philosophy, but also, you know, by the revolutionary stream. And that's what my podcast is all about, is really teaching that revolution is actually evolution. It's not like a rebellion or like a fuck you. It's actually a, a natural process that we can embrace. And I think that's never been more apparent than right now. Yeah, I was about to say, I, that's a perfect jumping off point for, you know, like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the revolution. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. Yeah, but it's that's a powerful word, you know, revolution. It's because I, that, and I like what you just said about that, because I do think it, it typically has a connotation with like, you know, like people like revolting. Like I hear that word, revolt. And I think that in the past, you know, for things to change, it has had to be like violent, you know, in, in our history, it has had to be like that, like pitchfork in the air type of thing. So what's your perspective on this new shift that we're, we're going through as a planet right now? Like, let's talk about this new type of revolution a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not convinced there won't be violence or like there's danger. Like there obviously I don't think it's going to be like a massive war and like, you know, the torches and pitchforks, but um, some of the violence will be like psychic, emotional, mental, and it's already happening. Yeah. And you know, violence takes many forms. So that being said, you know, the difference with this one is that we're actually connected this time. So we have the internet, you know, World War II, even with telegraphs and posts, like we couldn't get information instantly. Now we can. So, you know, the planet is ready, I think. And we're being kind of forced down the birth canal. It's not really a choice at this point because now this pandemic's affecting everyone, like 120 countries or whatever. So, yeah, I think it has, it has multiple facets. There's so many facets. But the, the main ones are, you know, A, do you trust government authority do you want to externalize your power do you want to be a victim that's a big one that's happening right now which involves healthcare and information and media it involves governance i think that's a really hot one um and then it also involves you know health and wellness so are you going to take responsibility for your own body your own mind your actions and what happens when you 
can't go to work and stuff your feelings by being in the rat race or what happens when you have to be, you have to actually know your neighbors or figure out where your food's coming from and, and question food, water, clean air, like some of the basic things. So we're kind of returning to first principles right now. And when we're not, you know, panic buying toilet paper or being, you know, absolutely ridiculous yeah. as, as we're seeing, and it's kind of funny, it's absurd, but it's also, it's a survival thing. And so the survival fear of death and existential levels of humanity are being touched right now, which is showing our true colors. We're so civilized and we have all this fancy stuff and we've got fast internet and 5G and Netflix, but at the base, there's still some work to do with that root chakra and those basic needs around, do I have a shelter? Am I loved? Do I have clean food? Do I have clean water? Am I a decent person or am I just actually a beast who's just numbed out by all the screens? And so that's a great that's a great evolutionary choice point that we have right now. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to people that are really facing their shit right now and really having to deal with the idea of they're not happy in their family situation, they're not happy in their job. And what I like to say is if you're uncomfortable in any of those dynamics, it's becoming very apparent right now. And it's no longer going to be, you're not going to be able to just numb out. It's going to be so in your face that you have to deal with it now. So what would you say to those people or how would you help them in this situation currently? Yeah. I mean, everyone's stuff is like right here. And so yeah. they're, you know, there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to run. So the first thing is just confronting. Like, you can't put this off. This is part of going from childhood to adulthood. A lot of humans never reach adulthood because their childish persona and ego is never sacrificed into this process. And this is a psychological kind of lens, but it's like alchemy. You got to boil the substance to really extract the essence and move on to the next stage. And so a lot of people are facing, you know, childhood trauma, unmet emotional needs, you know, Fear of lack of money, fear of death, fear of whatever. It's all these fears and shadows. And the great thing about them is when you confront them fully and mm -hmm. feel the feelings, they disappear. And then you can move on and free up energy. But that process is really uncomfortable. So, you know, it, it's a really basic thing. It's really simple, but it's not easy if you haven't been doing it. And it's just having a, a practice and having tools. And some of those tools are really simple and readily available. One of them is meditation of any kind. Another one is exercise or moving your body of any kind. Yeah. Breath work helps a lot. Cold showers, cold water immersion. Um, those are kind of the ones that everybody has access to. And then really asking for help. There's someone in your community that's a specialist in this, even if they're a traditional therapist or counselor. And it's time to ask for help. It's time to invest money in your well-being instead of a new Mercedes or buying your wife the boat, you know? And so I think a lot of people are just going to have to have a reality check about their priorities. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What would you, I'd love to know your thoughts on people that are transitioning in this time, because I was talking to somebody earlier today about, um, it feels like in my being, it feels like a lot of souls are kind of um, done with their, length in this timeline, right? They're done with their length in this reality. So it feels as though more people are transitioning right now. 
Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll, I'll speak, I'll speak into two like ideas I have of that just to play angels advocate. I think this is important for people to understand. I mean, not, not, it's not the same, right? I think the, the pandemic is real. I, I think that people are suffering and my heart goes out to them, but Definitely. you know, 8,500 ch children literally wither away because they can't eat every day. And that's mm -hmm. another stat. I'm like, and all of a sudden, I think it's really interesting. All of a sudden, oh no, like everyone should feel sad about the, the, the people dying um, from coronavirus. And it's like, all this other stuff's been happening every single day. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, like sanitation matters. And like, there, there's a part of me that's it's absurd. And, you know, I want to point that out to people. And why is that? Well, it's because the mass, mass global media is showing you this in your face at all times with an agenda, obviously. It's not, they're not doing it out of like love in their hearts for these people suffering because right. if that same media attention was put on starvation, you know, malaria, like all these other things that are happening all the time, tobacco and alcohol, obesity right. from this like full GMO, like toxic foods that we know cause cancer. If the media attention was put on that, the numbers would be higher and people would be freaking out, but they're not yeah. because they're incentivized. So that's an important thing to understand right now. That being said, I agree. I think from a spiritual perspective or a soul perspective, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of souls are checking out right now because I mean, I believe, and I think there's a lot of evidence and a lot of ancient civilizations and prophecies have pointed to this. And if you, if you kind of study the esoteric timeline of the earth, Gaia, who is a being, the earth is alive. She's moving on up like her, her frequency, the literal Schumann resonance of the planet is spiking right now. The, the, the planet is, you know, call it ascension, whatever. It's moving into a new phase. Yeah. And a lot of people have noticed this and predicted it in all cultures. And when that happens, you know, if earth is a school for souls, it's basically graduation. It's like, Hey guys, either get with the new program or, Hey, we'll send you to another school. You know, and I, I do believe we're not alone. There's other planets, there's other places where there's beings. And I think souls transmigrate or travel and, you know, you can travel through time or you can travel through space. And so that's like the spiritual lens on the physical lens. Um, you know, viruses, first off, something interesting, and you can, you can research this yourself, epidemiologists and virologists, like we have trillions of viruses in our system all the time. So there's nothing mm -hmm. special about a virus being in you. That's actually mm -hmm. all the time. They're in nature, they're in the soil, they're in plants and animals everywhere, mm -hmm. including our body. They only manifest when our body has a, has a dis-ease or an imbalance yeah. and our immunity is down and they pop up. So there's like 60 types of coronaviruses. Um, we won't get into all that. So that being said, um, yeah, it's kind of like the immune system. So if a new virus gets dominance or something happens, this happens all the time in species. So there's a way that evolution, which, you know, kind of calls or, or takes out some of the species to balance the, the system. And I think humanity, like, you know, we've all, we've all known this was possible. Like it's not that surprising that this would happen. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't downplay the death and suffering that's happening right now. And, you know, it's very real what people are experiencing, losing loved ones. 
And most of the people dying are over 75. And so I see the optimistic perspective of like letting them go in peace and like hoping that a lot of those people are like making that peace with themselves and with creation, with source. And, and, I, and I hope that, you know, people are feeling like the relief that's happening and not just clinging on to life out of pure fear of death. Mm. I also feel like for people that are maybe not affected by it as um, intensely, right? Like watching people that you love pass away or, or becoming ill. Um, it's really putting in your face, like, how do you want to live this life? How do you want to live? Because it's really saying, um, if you don't like where you're at, then change it. Or if you want to do something, tomorrow's not promised. So you need to get off your ass and do it now. And so yeah. I personally think that's a blessing to look at something that's so right in our face and say, you need to do it now. And I also, I'd love to know your opinion on people that are awakening to their gifts or their higher purpose in this time. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, well, to speak to what you just said first, like the fear of the fear of death is a polarity to the fear of life. Right, definitely. This is bringing 100%. up both. Yeah. So a lot of people are actually afraid to live fully. 100%, and, yeah. And maybe more afraid of that than dying, because dying is kind of like the great sleep. It's like, oh, finally, I can just relax. Yeah. Just go into nothingness. But living fully, oh, no, what would happen? And it's like, yeah, this is this is a trigger. This is a triggering of that awakening. This is a... This is an evolutionary driver to get your shit in gear. And this is what, this is what I teach to my clients. And I, and I do a lot in a lot of my trainings. It's like, all right, you have no more excuses. You're at home. You got nothing but time. The 5G internet is super fast, although questionable health wise. <laughs> let's start that business. Let's write the book. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start sculpting, paint the picture, make yeah. the art, make the community, tell that person how you really feel. Go on the date. It's like you, ha you have to go all in right now. Because if you don't, the pain of not going all in right now is unbearable. Because you can't Netflix bender your way out of this. You can't conspiracy theory your way out of this. There's no, there's no way to avoid what's happening right now. And, it's, and it's, really, it's really beautiful in that way that there's a mass opportunity. And, and the Chinese character for, for crisis is danger and opportunity on top of each other. Mm. So it's... it's the danger of the pandemic and all the agendas happening right now globally is paired with an opportunity. It's like, what are you going to do about it? And so I think a lot of people get to make that choice. And, I, and I'm happy to see that a lot of people are stepping up and I'm really inspired by that. And I really want those people to step up. And on the other side, I'm seeing a lot of people turn to hate and like just anger and just becoming keyboard warriors and trolls. I've noticed more trolls on my content since this has started for sure. And that, you know, I laugh at that and just, it's kind of funny and it makes me a little sad because they could use that same energy to actually move their energy constructively. But that's a choice everyone has to make on their own. And I feel like if, if the, all they have is anger, then, then that's all they have. You know what I mean? They don't, they, they don't see another way to be right now. Like, um, God bless her. My mom's a very angry person. 
And so she, she's afraid to really feel her feelings underneath the anger. So anger feels safe. So that's okay. You know, you buy into the propaganda, watch the news, do all of that. If that's where you want to live, that's, that's fine. Um, but I choose to live somewhere else. But that's a whole, that's a whole other part of this too, is like, so many of us are so codependent in so many ways and attached mm-hmm. to other people being a certain way or joining us, you know? And I think that is like one of the hardest things that I've noticed in humans is like actually letting other people be as they are, like even your mom and be like even my, my parents as well, like, mm-hmm. um, and trusting that like they're on their own you know, path. It's like, cause we want to save everyone. <laughs> we feel like we, we want to like, well, we want to control everything is what, yeah. is what we want to do. So, you know, can you speak a little bit about that, Kev? Like how can you just, what's your perspective on just like how to let people be people that you love and care about in this time? Well, yeah, I mean the, the most compassionate thing, like passion's beautiful, like big passion, big energy, but you know, you got to transmute that into compassion at some point. And mm-hmm. compassion is much gentler and it's real, like, unattached love because passion has a lot of those emotional attachments, which are beautiful, but they get into trouble with them really fast. Um, so it's really, like, the most compassionate thing to do is to love them where, where they're at, not mm-hmm. as you'd want them to be. And understand that, you know, what we're breaking out of as humanity is mass victimization. Like mm-hmm. any level that we're a victim has to be broken. And so if someone else is being a big victim and the victim perpetrator savior triad, you want to become the savior, right? The savior is the good guy and the hero and the heroine. But that just perpetuates the victim because it enables them. Yeah. And then the shadow side of that is becoming a perpetrator because you're crossing someone's boundaries to make them as you want. And then they become a victim to that. And it's just, that's the cycle humanity has been in for a long time. And now we have actually an opportunity to break the pattern. Mm. Beautiful. What a good time to break the pattern too. <laughs> Matt Sutherland said, perfectly timed podcast guest and topics. Courtney said, I meditated on the letting be, and it came to me that we are all source. We cannot be attached to their journey. Just love them in their own struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Matt and Courtney. <laughs> Um, wait, you guys kind of, Ambie, you asked a little bit about like the gifts coming online. Um, were you talking about like spiritual gifts when you were talking, when you're asking about that? Yeah. Yeah. What about that? Have you guys had any, have you noticed anything with yourself, Kev, like anything new coming online for yourself or in others? Uh, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, the, the, the level of dreams and the dream lodges I've been going into every night are just ridiculous. And so I'm really paying attention to that, writing them down. And yeah, I mean, I, like we, we were speaking before, like, you know, my intuition is really strong. Like that's why I'm in Bali. I, I almost missed the, the point where they closed the airports, but like got a massive wave to just buy the next flight and just get in a plane. And sure enough, my other flight got canceled and everything. It was like right when things got crazy in early March. And so that, that was a moment where like, I know I was meant to be here and with tribe and my beloved here. And so there's just, there's a lot of, of really intense energy on the planet and that goes on all levels, all the way up to the, the spirit level, spirit world. And so, yeah, I think a ton of people are coming online. You know, I see a lot of my clients awakening huge amounts of creativity and just 
synchronicity. Yeah. The first, the first kind of gift is just noticing synchronicity. Nothing happens by chance. And science shows this in quantum mechanics and spirituality has been talking about this for, you know, millennia. Nothing is, there's no such thing as a coincidence. The universe is fully ordered on a level beyond the human mind to think that things are just dumb. Like, Oh, I got, that was weird. It's like, no, it's, 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 there's no such thing. You just right. may not understand the causation behind it. So paying attention to your thoughts, your feelings, who's messaging you, animals you're seeing, dreams. What are you drawn to? What are you seeing when you scroll? Even the random things you see when you're on online, it's none of it's random. Right. So for so for the person that's aware and starts to ask questions, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of messages right now and a lot of clarity and, and anything is available to you. Like the level of, of opportunity right now is that anything's available, any resource, even if it's online, right? Even with physical distancing and all this quarantines, you still have full access to a lot of information, a lot of people, a lot of gifts. And there's really no excuse if you feel the call to to not just go out and seek that. You know what I love, Alexa? What? Other intuitives that do things that I don't typically do. Ooh, like what? Like pet readings. You know Jamie? (gasps) Is this Jamie? You know Jamie? It is Jamie. (laughs) Jamie D intuitive. Love her. Yeah, I love her because she is able to connect to different animals and pets with such ease. Didn't she give you a reading for your pet? She's actually given me two to three readings and each one has given me such specific information about my dog. Actually, like before our first reading, I was really sad because my dog was like not wanting to play at all and seemed really lethargic. And I was sad because I was feeling disconnected from my dog. And Jamie told me the specific type of toy that she said my dog wanted. And I was like, she, I don't know if she'll play with that, but I got the toy. And now my dog is so active. My dog has actually lost weight because she's running around so much playing with this toy that I didn't even know she wanted. Didn't your dog have a health issue too that Jamie helped you with? Actually, my dog and my parents' dog both had health issues and Jamie told me what was going on with both of them. It was so comforting, you know, because when a human is sick, like they can actually talk and kind of tell you what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. But when an animal is sick, they can't actually tell you what's going on. So it's so helpful in that moment to have an animal intuitive who can really feel into like actually what's going on and be a translator between the animal and the human. Where can we find Jamie? You can go to Jamie's website, Jamie D Intuitive, to book a pet reading with her. She also does regular readings and she's amazing. Definitely check her out, jamiedintuitive.com, and tell her that we sent you. What do you think is coming next? Yeah, I mean, I think what's coming next is a, is a mass filter, and it's an evolutionary filter, and it's pretty intense. You know, it's not like the biblical rapture, but from one lens, it kind of is. There's a choice happening. Will humanity choose more control, artificial intelligence, mandatory vaccinations, full totalitarian police state, 1984 type shit, like really intense stuff? 
mm-hmm. which I, which there's a lot of evidence has been brewing for a long time. Right. Or will humanity choose community and empowerment and like planting a garden, getting in the soil, listening to nature, taking way more responsibility and asking hard questions like, who do I want to spend my time with? How do I want to spend my money? How do I want to spend my energy? Am I going to perpetuate ancestral patterns? Am I going to raise my children differently? And am I going to actually give into and surrender to spirit, to God, to universe, whatever, and start awakening these higher powers and start to really trust our feelings and not the mind? Because the mind is going to lead to more complication. It's going to lead to more contradictions. And we're seeing on the planet right now that we're, we're, at, we're at our limit. We're at our limit. And, and the earth is showing us right now, like, hey, like, you guys are in timeout. You need to reset yeah. and get your shit together. It's like, it's like a, it's a maturation. It's a maturation process. Yeah. And you just helped me remember something. I don't know where I heard it. I think I heard it in multiple places. But like this idea that like until we mature, like you just said, we will we will not bring on these higher spiritual powers because we need to be able to be entrusted with them. Just like and it it brings up like the times of Atlantis and what happened then. And so I really hope we do mature because I really I really want to experience that. Go ahead. I think there's going to be like there's a merge um, the two a earths. separation yeah two earths theory that I've talked about a lot but let's talk about the earth that does mature let's talk about the happy earth okay um, I don't know if you subscribe to that belief but how do you think let's say that everybody does come into who they truly are and everything's happy okay how do you think humans will evolve? I don't know where these questions are coming from, by the way, but I love it. So yeah, they're not they're not random. I mean, yeah, I, I totally believe there's already two Earths. Yeah, and there's definitely been for a long time, and, like, and the timelines the timelines are happening simultaneously. Yep, all the time, and there's more than two actually. There's a lot, um, but there's two major themes, right? right? For sure, right? And you know, it it's it's really questionable how it happens um, honestly in a way that doesn't involve a lot of really crazy things. And I, and I, and I don't really, I don't really know or have enough information. I can just feel like what I'm holding the vision for obviously and who I speak to and all the epic people I surround myself with. But yeah, I think it it starts with land-based communities and really going back to roots, going back to the land listening to the land, slowing down a lot, going to growing clean food, having clean water, clean air, harmony with nature and animals and each other. And it'll be in small groups of 150 or less at first, which is Dunbar's number, which is the core tribal blueprint in our DNA. And then we'll expand out and we'll start to connect up these communities and really like, you know, do commerce and like start to build councils. Like I think councils will replace, you know, dictators as governance. This will happen all over the planet in these little pockets of light while simultaneously the old world is in its death throes and there's all kinds of crazy shit going on and mm-hmm. there'll be like a, a, a cleansing or like a burning. A lot of, a lot of people and, and models will really like go crazy and then finish. And, yeah. and I think during that time, it's going to be really important to be tapped into nature, to be in listening, to be in, 
silence, like, like full ashram vibes, like really just getting slowed down, getting aware and on point with who we want to be with and where we want to be in the world. Mm. I love that. Thank you. I've been having a vision of like being on, I I keep seeing how Burning Man, you go to Burning Man, right? Been to Burning Man? Yeah. I keep seeing how, and I've been several times and I keep seeing how I'm like, oh, that was a lot of practice. Like that was practice for where, that's practice for where I'm going. That's a vision I'm holding. Like, cause every time I was there, I was just like, this is what I want to live. This is how I want to live. Like you just described in these communities of like 150 or less where, just constantly together working together and um yeah like just being being with one another and also everyone feeling like they have a purpose everyone feeling like they're contributing you know it's like I don't know it we're so we're so blessed like I'm so blessed where I live I have a beautiful space I live with my fiance and everything's taken care of but honestly like I'm never happier than when I'm actually like contributing and work like cooking and and working for my living if that makes sense and mm-hmm. so um i'm really i'm really calling that in as well um and uh and my question is what what other hurdles do you think have to be gotten over in order to get there yeah some of them are really practical like what are we going to do about energy? What are we going to do about monetary system? What are we going to do about governance? You know, yeah. mm. like mm-hmm. that stuff has to be addressed. What are we going to do about clean air, water, and food? Because, you know, just to go through them quickly, energy wise, like fossil fuels make no sense. Tesla right. described free energy 150 years ago. There's tons of secret energy programs and products that have been suppressed for a long time. And I invite anyone to do their research if they don't believe that. And yeah, that's going to have to shift. We're going to have to tap into the energy of the earth, the energy of the stars. It's available. I think we're going to do great with that. It just has to happen. I don't know how that's going to happen per se specifically. Um, With money, you know, our, our monetary system is, is highly corrupt to say the least. If you don't believe me, please do your research. So we, we need a, a way. I'm a big advocate of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, although it's it's a transition. It's not the answer either because it has some flaws built in. Um, we need a, a system like a resource-based economy, a value-based economy. Yeah. And so it's good to practice that in small groups. We need something that works for a lot of us. And then governance, you know, the whole dictator, bully, pulpit, like, robber barons that have been running this planet that's not working either so we need to find a way that we can actually be in large groups and not just act like children and just kill each other and and rob each other we have to figure out a way to govern and so i really believe in the council i think the indigenous wisdom worldwide but for us as westerners in, in america like the north american south american indigenous cultures have a lot to share about that and, you know, I think biomimicry is kind of what it's, it's going to come down to, which is following nature, copy nature, listen to nature. How does nature do it? Well, everything's circular. Everything's a spiral. And so that's how we're going to have to relate to land, each other, food and water and money. Hmm. Love that. Very well said. Thank yeah. you. It's beautiful. Okay. Thank you.
I'm going to say something, Emmy. I was just going to say personally, like I went out when all this started, started a crop in my yard and it's not doing great. <laughs> I don't have a green thumb. It's going really bad really quickly. That's so how you I'm learn. Like, Shit. One of my, I got to learn this really that's, fast. That's why you, you have a neighbor that to. is good and you're good at your psychic things. Yeah, that's true. I'm like trying to touch the plants and like, what do you want? How can I help you? And it like vinegar. I don't know. That's what I got today. So I'm like, all right, I got to buy vinegar. So yeah, it's like, because their leaves are yellow. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about, let's talk about Kev right now. Anyway, so <laughs> It's a little scary for someone like me who is is unfortunately disconnected from nature. You know what I mean? I feel very connected galactically, but disconnected nature-wise, you know? So it is a little scary in that aspect of I feel so behind. I feel like there's so many things I have to learn now. And in the other aspect, I have my intuition saying, you don't have to learn anything. You just have to remember it's innate within you. Mm, so I think it just takes some rewiring, you know? And maybe a yeah. big push too. Like maybe something that like, helps. what'd you say? That definitely helps. Yeah. Like something like, uh, like I don't want the power to go out and I don't want the internet to go out. However... When things like that happen, if that were to happen, it would certainly uh, allow people to discover just how resourceful they are very quickly. And I think we just have so many crutches right now. We think we think we don't know how to do things, but I think that I don't know. I think if that were to happen, it would not be the worst thing. I do not want it to happen, but it would not be the worst thing. So, I mean, I think we're already seeing how resourceful we are as human beings, and you know, like. Like you said, like we all said, we're seeing the good and the bad in it. Um, so I'm interested, if I can, I'd like to shift ge gears a little bit. What are some of your daily practices, Kev? Yeah, I mean, this is a great time to, to have a daily practice. I mean, mine varies at this point. I'm, I'm pretty like intuitive and just like flow with it. But when I started years ago, it was very rigid and I had a very specific routine and I teach it now in my online course, Flow State Mastery. Um, it's like wake up, hydrate, meditate, breath work, visualization, programming through affirmation, writing something, mm -hmm. um, reading, and then some kind of movement. Usually some just like yoga, qigong, push-ups, sit-up squats, something like that. And then, you know, if I really want to build my energy and just go full blast and say, I'm going to go into a, a, a coaching call or I'm going to go into a podcast or something, um, I'll just go straight into like full dance party, drop the bass, or I'll just rap and freestyle. So I'll put on a beat, I'll put on something and just like unleash poetry, unleash bars. And yeah, at that point, I'm just like ready to go. And then there's like the nutrition aspect. I'm a big fan of like, you know, healthy fats, organic everything, superfood, coffee, tea, and elixirs to just like full open up the body and mind and just like get lit. So yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Do you have any um, end of day rituals, like closing down rituals? 
yeah, I think end of day, the best combo for me is just like tea, um, maybe light stretching, meditation, and then reading. So I love to read at night and turn off all devices. And that just really like feeds my mind with good energy and then like really puts me to sleep. Um, but if you have a partner, the best thing to do at night is like cuddle, massage, like 432 hertz music, like just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been trying this. Um, I'd like your input on it. I've been trying this <laughs> where you set your alarm for a certain time, like four or five. So you're up a little bit and then you're halfway between sleeping and awake. And so you start to create, you know, what you want. You start to manifest what you want. Have you ever done that? Have you heard of that? What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I never set an alarm, but it, like, so around two years ago, it just started happening to me. I'd wake up at 3.33 or 4.44 a.m. a lot. And that's when I really got into Joe Dispenza. And like basically 3 to 5 a.m. is peak DMT and melatonin like switch in your pineal glands. So it's the best time to program. It's the, the veils are the thinnest and it's a great time. Yeah. To meditate and architect your reality. Um, I, I don't, I don't set an alarm or like I, I have done that or I've meditated at that time and it's super powerful. Yeah. Um, when I'm in my normal routine, I'm actually kind of a night owl. So I still wake up semi early, but I get a huge boost of energy in a second wind, usually late. So I'm usually asleep in that time. Now it is. It's also a way to astral travel, isn't it? You like wake up, then you go back to sleep. Too. Yeah, or a lucid dream. Yeah, lucid dream. Mm. Yeah. Have you done stuff in the dream state? Like have you played around with that at all? You know, I used to be obsessed with it. When I first started studying Jung, I wanted to like go all in on dreams and I was becoming like – obsessed with recording my dreams and analyzing other people's dreams and <laughs> yeah and I started studying lucid dreaming like religiously and reading everything I could and setting reality checks and alarms and I, mean, I got lucid a few times it was not easy for me at all I only got lucid a few times but yeah the the, the most powerful stuff I could do I mean I have a friend who's like a full like dream shaman and she studies like That's the Toltec awesome. like, dream magic and it's like so intense like she can literally create something in the dream that will then show up in her waking life um but yeah the best i got to was like i could like super jump or fly like yeah um you know with like low gravity and that was that was a lot of fun yeah flying's yeah. a good one i had one dream where i flew it was a fun time can i ask what is the craziest slash best thing that's ever happened to you that's a good one. I mean, there's been so many, but yeah, I mean, the, the first one was really the best. Like, I remember the moment it was just like, you know, like mini Samadhi enlightenment was in India. So one thing I'll say to everyone is listening now or later is like, go travel, you know, whenever this quarantine lifts and we get yeah. semi back to normal, like don't wait, go travel wherever it is. It could be to another state, it could be another town, or it could be across the world. But yeah, I had traveled to India after backpacking for like eight months, went to an ashram in, in Goa in West India. And yeah, was doing a full on yoga teacher training. And the guru was like Osho kind of sannyasin vibes. Mm. And so I remember just like a night 
where me and the guru and just like our little like it was like the inner circle basically like the the geek philosophy students um we're just so high from just you know practicing yoga four hours a day like you're just so just like so clear breath work and meditation as well and we were just out on the beach under a full moon on this rock as the waves are like crashing on it and just laughing till we cried it was just like we were just so happy like for no reason just because we were in nature and like a beautiful clear night on the Indian coast under a full moon. And it was just like, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of because I remember in that moment thinking like how much I loved myself, which was mm-hmm. until that point was kind of like radical. It's like, whoa, like I actually really am proud of myself and I can't believe I'm doing this and I'm here. And I actually said yes, because all the fear and like just negativity before that to get to that point was intense at the time this was like in 20 this was 2015 so yeah Yeah. that's beautiful thank you it makes sense that you're a poet because like when you speak I feel like you paint this crazy beautiful picture that I'm just like sucked into I just keep finding myself being like "Uh I'm like there with you it's it's uh, it's amazing it's a beautiful skill yeah um one more question for you and then we're going to ask like where people can find you and how they can work with you and all that stuff. What is one thing that you really want people to know that you think that they might not know right now? Well, I guess the main thing that's really pertinent to global situation is um, I really want people to know that you are way more powerful and actually have way more of a say in what's happening on the planet than anyone has led you to believe parents, teachers, religion, and government. And that's the core tension right now is the government, the media, um, the authorities that be, that shouldn't be are trying their hardest to tell you otherwise. And you know how I know that? Because I, I don't I don't believe in, you know, a lot of this stuff out there. I think a lot of it's bullshit. It's red herrings, it's smoke screens. But there is something happening. And it's just simple logic. Why would they push fear so hard mm-hmm. if there wasn't a truth happening? Because you wouldn't need to push if if things were already under control yeah. and hidden. You wouldn't need to push fear so hard. So the fact that they're pushing fear so hard means that we're really close. We're really close to getting into some revelation and some truth right now. And we're in a time of revelation. A lot's being revealed. There's going to be disclosure about some really uncomfortable truths about humanity and some really exciting truths about humanity and our our ancestors and our neighbors, our family that's out there. So, yeah, that's the major thing right now. Beautiful. Epic. Love it. Uh, Kev, how can people work with you and where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on all the channels, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's Kevin Oris, my name, Kev Oroslan on Instagram. Um, and yeah, KevinOris.com has all my offerings. The one I'm most excited about right now is my mastermind. So I still have some seats left. It's basically four months full online group container going through the four archetypes of the awakened leader, you know, mm. founder, CEO, sage, visionary, and there's so much more there. But yeah, it's, it's really pivoted into online business. And so just with a social media account, your product, your service, your value, your art, whether you want to monetize it or not, I'm going to 
walk people through everything from like design, offer creation, all the way to webinar, course, retreat, digital, whatever it is, coaching package. Um, and so I'm really excited for that and the epic people that are coming into that and using this time to actually like light up their dream, set it on fire and go in all passion, all power, mm. no excuses. And so I love that that's happening. You can go to kevinorris.com slash mastermind, put an application. Um, and yeah, I have an online course, Flow State Mastery, which I was talking about earlier. It's got like my flow recipe, my perfect cocktail. It's a six week course, six practices. Well, it's more than six, but six types of practices that really just will level you up and boost your mood, boost your immunity, which are the two biggest things right now. And you'll have better sex, probably make more money and make doper art because you're fully embodied in your, in your experience and not in your head and, and low energy and fear and worry on the downward spiral or on the upward spiral. So yeah, you can find that. That's flowstatemastery.com. It's also on my website. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We will put all of that in our show notes so you guys can find it. Um, if you want to reach out to Kev and work with him, which obviously would be epic, um, check out our show notes. You can click easily in there. Kev, thanks so much for being here. It was so nice to connect with you. Thank you for painting all these beautiful pictures in our minds with your words. It's truly been an honor. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Really grateful. Sunil, love the whole tribe. Thank you. Till next time, everyone, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, guys. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.